coming up. That ain't what happens. What happens is your job, you got, a, you got one job. You got one job. Your job is to just stay connected. That's it. All you got to do is stay connected. Just stay connected to the vine. That's what you put all your effort into doing. Staying connected to the vine. That's it. All your effort. And if you do that, guess what happens? Fruit comes. Not because you tried to produce fruit, because you tried to stay connected to the vine. That's our only reason it happens. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. With things constantly changing in the world around us, it can be difficult at times to see the good in every circumstance. But Pastor Robert wants us to examine our thoughts and beliefs on what we call good. Join us for this challenging message series, Living the Good Life. Here's the final part of the message, True Productivity. The, the second word we need to listen to, we, we, we need to be in, in contact with, number two, is the written word. We need to be engaged with the written word. Psalms 1, 1 through 3 says this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit, its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So look what it says here about the person whose delight is the law of the Lord. And anytime you see the law of the Lord, that's just a synonym for the word of the Lord. You see precepts, you see commands, you know, you, you, it, all it is is a synonym for God's word. So this person delights in God's word and not only does he or she delight in it, but he or she meditates on it day and night. And it says that that person will yield fruit in season, leaf won't wither. Everything they do prospers. Many seasons have passed in all of our lives. Yeah, we've seen many seasons. I don't care how old you are. You, you've seen a lot of seasons. Yeah, you've seen a lot of them. The question, is there fruit from those seasons that you've seen in your life? Where's the fruit? Is there fruit? In all those seasons you've seen, where's the fruit? The third thing, number three, write this down. The living word. A fruitful life is produced through the word of God and is produced also through the spoken word, the written word, and now the living word is produced through. John 1.14 says, the word became flesh, speaking of Jesus, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. The word is a person, y'all. The, the word is a person. The, it, 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 he's a person you should have a relationship with. You should have a relationship with God's word. You should want to spend time with him, just like you have relationships with other people. 
and you talk to them, smile at them, listen to them. You should have a relationship with the word. And when you're not in it for a while, you should miss it. You should notice that you ain't been in the word for a while. You shouldn't be able to go month after month after month, weeks after weeks, <laughs> years after years with no word and not miss the word. That shouldn't happen. Not if you want to have a fruitful life because the word produces fruit. John 6, 51 says, and Jesus speaking, Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. That's what Jesus says. I am the living bread. And I came down. I came down from heaven. I'm alive. It's bread. Jesus is saying you can get nourishment from me. You can get nourishment. He goes on and says in John 15, 1, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Jesus says, I'm the vine that nourishes and causes the fruit to come on the tree. That's me. He said, that's me, and I'm alive. I'm the, Jesus, Jesus says, I am the source of reproduction. <laughs> not, nothing's get, nothing gets created or made or developed without me. I'm the source of it. I'm the true vine. That's what he says. So I want to give you just some, write this down. I want to give you some simple advice for living a good life. Real simple. I want to simplify it so you, you don't leave here thinking it's too complicated and too complex. I can't do it. That's a lie from the enemy if you, if you hear that. that. That's not true. So I want to give you some simple advice. The first thing is, the first piece of advice is receive God's word and seek to understand it. Receive God's word and seek to understand it. Uh, as I said, Jesus told some parables relative to the kingdom of heaven and um, relative to what it means to live the good life or be fruitful in your life. And here he, he, he told a familiar passage you may have heard of, the parable of the sower. And he was talking about the one who sows seed. And he mentioned four types of soil. Or places that the seed fell. Three of them, it wasn't fruitful. And so here on the passage on your paper, we're going to talk about the one that fell on the fruitful ground. I pray that you're fruitful ground. And I pray that this seed, this word today, will fall on fruitful ground. It reads, uh, Matthew 13, 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. I love it when the scripture explains itself. I don't have to try to figure it out. It, it was clear. Jesus told the, he told the parable and then he came back because they was asking, what did that mean? He came back and, and broke down the parable. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus started doing expository preaching. <laughs> and broke down what he had said. He just broke it down. He, he says, the, the, just so you're tracking with me on this parable, he, he says to them, the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears and understands it. Critical. <laughs> that This is uh, part of the reasons I, I teach the way I do. I, I, I try to teach. And so I know you might get frustrated with me repeating myself, but I want to make sure 
that y'all are understanding. Because I know that if you don't understand, the word, the seed won't produce fruit. So I may, I admit I probably go a little too far in trying to make you understand. But understand my heart. My heart is that you understand <laughs> so that it can, the fruit can come out of it. And this is, and then in Luke 8, 15, it says more. But the seed, the seed on good soil stands for those with noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke records Jesus' uh, telling of this parable, and they give some different flavor to it. And so here, uh, Luke tells us a little bit more. But you see how it requires work? It requires effort. It requires intention in order to hear it and understand it. The one thing that you can at least do is take notes. I mean, just, just, I mean, even if you don't, that's the very minimum. It's like, that's why we give outlines so we can make sure you're writing this stuff down. Well, we can't make sure you still don't, I can give you the outline. I don't mean you have to write on it, right? But look what it says about it. He says that this person with the noble and good heart, they retain it. How you going to retain it if you don't write it down? Y'all know you ain't five years old no more. Your brain don't work like it was when you was five. When you was five, you could just take all kinds of things and learn multiple languages, all kind of stuff. Just take it all of your, and this has been proven through study that the five-year-old brain, its ability to adapt and learn is, is, is crazy. But as you get older, your brain don't work like that no more. So how you going to retain it if you don't write it down? And then it says you persevere to produce the crop. So you got to focus. You got to hang in there. When obstacles come, you got to keep pushing. That's how the fruit or the crop gets produced. And that's why we should be reflecting and meditating and making sure we understand. We should be asking questions when we don't because understanding is so critical. Psalms 111 um, verse 10 says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. So you see that? <laughs> that not only do you remember it or recall it, the text is now telling us your understanding, something happens in your understanding that elevates your understanding by doing it. Not just hearing the word, but then actually go and do it. Something happens with your understanding. It gets, your understanding gets better. And if your understanding gets better about God's word, then that means you are set to produce more fruit if you want to produce more fruit. If you're intent about producing fruit, it's going to help you produce fruit because you're understanding. The second piece of advice I want to give you is, number two, stay connected to Jesus Christ. Stay connected to Jesus Christ. John 4, 15, 4 and 5, Jesus says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. I'm going to pause right there. Y'all hear what Jesus is saying? He told us before that he's a true vine. Now he says, remain in me and I remain in you. He says, no branch. It, it ain't even possible for a branch to bear fruit if it's not connected to me. And so I thought... I would give you guys a visual lesson. 
I got a branch. <laughs> Y'all see this branch? What's missing on this branch? Huh? Leaves? Fruit. Ain't no fruit on it, is it? <laughs> ain't, there's no fruit on it because it ain't connected to nothing. Okay? Now, if I throw the branch on the ground, put it in some soil, <laughs> water it, okay? what do you think is going to happen? Nothing. What did Jesus say? He says, no branch can produce fruit if it's not connected. This, this is not seed. It's a branch. This is a branch. It used to be connected to something. It's now disconnected to something. And, okay, and it cannot produce any fruit. Problem is, many followers of Christ are like that branch. And they call themselves water in it. And nothing going to happen because it's not connected to the vine. So Jesus says, he makes it clear. He says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It's by itself. It's not, it has no connection. Same is true for us. You don't connect with Jesus. You bear no fruit. None. And so it goes on. He goes on and says, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And verse five says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Notice what Jesus says here. He says that your fruit production is automatic if you're connected to the vine. So before he says that you cannot bear fruit as a branch of itself. And he told us that we are branches. We're branches. You're a branch. You're a branch. Jesus is the true vine. You are a branch. Okay. That's what you are. You, you are not fruit. You're a branch. And he says that if the branch stays connected to the vine, fruit comes. Why does it come? It doesn't come because the branch said, I want fruit. That's, that's not why it come. So no matter what you do as a branch or think or feel or, or, or desire, you're not going to produce fruit. In other words, you can't muscle up as a branch and say, all right, time to produce fruit. You can't do that. You can't just like, all right, all right, let's go fruit. Ah. That ain't what happens. What happens is your job, you got, a, you got one job. You got one job. Your job is to just stay connected. That's it. All you got to do is stay connected. Just stay connected to the vine. That's what you put all your effort into doing. Staying connected to the vine. That's it. All your effort. And if you do that, guess what happens? Fruit comes, not because you tried to produce fruit, because you tried to stay connected to the vine. That's the only reason it happens. Just stay connected. I know too, too many followers of Christ are trying to get as far away from the vine as they can without breaking off. Y'all seen it? Y'all... <laughs> Y'all seen, yeah, you seen it? Other, other believers, other professed believers, they, 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 they are like that branch that like I have a branches I got in, in, in my house. 
that belong to trees on my, on my neighbor's side, <laughs> and they, they lean it all. <laughs> They leaning all over on my side. Y'all get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? just, just, getting, just getting further and further away from the vine. And usually those branches have very little fruit on them. The, the further you get away from the vine, the less fruit you produce. And guess what happened when you get so far away and your fruit is, get, you're not producing a whole lot of fruit? The gardener comes and, and prunes you. And, and, and the, the scripture says that the father is the, is the gardener. So the, if you're not producing much fruit, you, I can guarantee you that you are due for some extra pruning. Some extra painful pruning. Because there's no fruit. And in my case, my neighbor's yard, my, my neighbor's trees, especially my wife, tell me, Rob, have you looked out there? <laughs> and she tell me, Rob, you need to. And so I go out with my choppers and I chop off those branches that's trying to get far away from the vine. <laughs> I chop them off. And sometimes, as my wife say, Rob, can't you just take them and just Put it back over the fence. <laughs> and then sometimes I do that. I just put it all back on the other side of the fence. But usually I just chop it off. And so we got believers who, who want to stay connected, but they want to get as far away from the vine as possible. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and and that's, in, that's intentional trying to not produce a lot of fruit. Remember, I told you, we said earlier, a point earlier, is that one of, the, one of the, 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 the characteristics of someone trying to live a fruitful life is you are you're driven to give God more. You're driven to giving more. Okay, I, got, I just, I just want to give you more. That's what the characteristics of being fruitful. And so... The, 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 you got to stay connected to the vine. That's your one job is to stay connected. John 15, 7 says, if you remain in me and my words remain, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Y'all get that? He, he's, 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 he's saying here that if you stay connected, and you keep my words in you, you can ask whatever you want. Now, guess what? Someone who's driven to give God more is going to ask. Huh? They're not going to ask for a new car. No, get this. No, really. Understand. This, 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 this is important. This is really important. He said, if you remain in me and my words in you, you stay connected to me and my words in you, and if you're driven by a desire to give God more, to give God more, when you do ask, you're not asking for new clothes, for a car, for uh, uh, stuff for yourself. You're driven to give God more. You're going to ask, God, I want X, Y, Z so I can give you more. That's what you're going to ask because that's what's driving you. And God says, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I love it. I love it. Rick Warren, he said, he talked about 
their struggles and, and when they first started at Saddleback and, and then how all the, the, the obstacles they ran through and then we know how big it has gotten, Saddleback and then his book and everything. He says, he says, I know, he says, I believe and I know that the reason God has blessed me because he knew he could trust me with all of this. And they are reverse tithing, him and his wife. They're giving over 90%. <laughs> and Rick, Rick professes, he says, God knew he could trust me with it. Remember the two, the two good servants says, you have entrusted me. If God gave us some of that stuff, Tahiti. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> Cancun. Y'all, y'all understand? Y'all, y'all know, you know. It's like, so here's the thing. It's thing we, we got to, first of all, just be driven to give God more so we can produce fruit for God. So that when he comes after being gone a long time and he gets back and settles the account, we can say, God, here, what you gave me has multiplied. That should be our heart's desire. So we can hear, like they heard, well done, good and faithful servant. But many of us are praying and asking God to give us more bags of gold when we've already buried in the sand the ones he's given us and have the audacity to God to throw God's word back at him and say, God, you said, you promised to do X, Y, Z for me. And, and they've buried what he's gave them, given them already. It's in the sand. It's hidden. It's hidden in the sand. And they're asking for more. I didn't mention this, but as we read it before, when God says, well done, thou good and faithful servant, he says, you've been faithful over a few things. He says, so here, let me give you more responsibility. Let me give you more stuff. Elevate you because you've been faithful over the few things, he says. And the third piece of advice I want to give you is strive to really be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Strive to really be a disciple of Jesus Christ. John 15, 8 says, this is to my father's glory. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Look what Jesus tells them. He says, when you bear fruit, it's to my father's glory. It elevates God. It lifts God up when you bear much fruit. And he says, and when you do that, you are also demonstrating that you are my disciples. So we should be really, really striving to be a real disciple. Because being a disciple, disciple and being fruitful is basically synonymous. That's what the text is telling us. It's the same thing. It's one and the same thing. It's like if, you are, if you are a disciple, then you're fruitful. It's, it's like it goes hand in hand. It's not like um, you're a disciple, but that's not the way the text reads. It says disciples produce fruit, Period. And Jesus says, when you produce much fruit, you are really showing yourself to be my disciple. So it's a big deal to produce fruit. And it's a big deal to let the world know 
I'm a follower of Christ by doing so. And then Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Where's the fruit? Are you seeing more fruit on your tree? Are you more patient? Do you demonstrate more self-control? Are you getting gentler? (laughs) Where's the fruit? Amen. God bless you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. I came through that canyon? You know what I mean? I came over that mountain. Yeah, God brought you over that mountain. Whatever your mountain was, we all got one, right? (laughs) A bunch of them, a bunch of them. And, And if you can just reflect on that and how God has brought you, then it'll take you there. It'll make you go back to your knees. Thank you for listening.